Hello, welcome back to the We Are Fearless podcast. I'm Laura and I'm really grateful that you're tuning in again. I'm grateful for the listens to the earlier episodes of the podcast and for the feedback I've had. Uh, yeah, so just thank you. Thank you for coming back again for episode four, which I am recording um, just off the back of the most brilliant weekend. So for those of you that don't know, uh, this weekend just gone was the second fearless weekender. This time we were in the Peak District. Uh, last year we were in the Lake District. And we, a group of um, largely strangers, a couple of people that came knew each other, but mostly strangers um, who met on the internet, all turned up at a youth hostel in the Peak District. Um, and we were on an adventure. So we went gorge walking. Some of us went open water swimming. Um, running, hiking, we did disco dancing, karaoke, um, everything from muddy boots to glitter on faces. If you haven't seen on social media, you can go and have a look at what we got up to, but it was absolutely brilliant. One of those weekends where I just feel so, um, so proud, I guess, and fortunate that this is my um, job that fearless has become my fearless is my business and it's how I earn a living it's so much more than that everyone that knows me knows it's so much more than that first and foremost it's about the community that's been created and what it gives to other people um, but yeah it's when I see people um, having a wonderful time making friends pushing outside their comfort zone and getting a little glimpse into how capable they really are it's just brilliant and I have inevitably had a massive massive come down this week I always do I'm a sucker for the post-adventure post-race post-event blues so I know it's coming you think I'd be better equipped to deal with it now but this week's really oh knocked me off kilter and combined with particularly tough um reaching a particularly tough point in therapy this week has meant that I have been a bit good for nothing, really, apart from just um, looking after the girls. You know, obviously that's, uh, um, you know, that goes without saying. It's just what we do, isn't it? But anything else has just felt like a lot. So I have moved record podcast in my diary every day. It was in for Tuesday. Then I crossed it out and moved it to Wednesday. Then I moved it. And today's Friday. I'm just recording it Friday morning because I um, feel a little bit more equipped. Maybe I'll get through an entire episode without crying. Who knows? So um, the Fearless Weekend kind of brings me to talk about something I wanted to mention, and that is I, I read a really interesting study this week about um, the fact that they have they are um, actually gathering evidence to support something which we have long suspected to be true in that uh, community and being part of something, finding your tribe, um, actually is very health promoting. So it has um, a physiological, has an impact on our physiological health and actually on um, the number of years that we live. And we have long suspected this to be the case. And if you look at, I don't know whether you're familiar with the term blue zones, but they are parts of the world where we see the highest number of people living to um, 100 or older. And obviously, 
you know, we look, you know, as scientists, we look for um, things that these areas have in common. You know, is there something special about their diet um, that is making um, them, you know, have more people live to these uh, advanced years? Uh, and the answer is that no, the diet is not common. There is not one magical health promoting diet that you that these people are eating. But the one of the very common uh, themes that we see is the areas where people are living to these um, great ages is there is a very, very strong um, community. Also faith in something. There is a, a strong they have a community and the community has a strong faith in something. Um, and these things seem, well, they don't seem, they are health promoting. Um, and yeah, this study, I will see if there's a way that I can put the link to the study in the notes of this um, podcast, um, just in case anybody's interested to read it. But it's it, it's interesting to see. And I was thinking about that a lot on the back of this weekend with Fearless, with the community. Um, it is very valuable. It, you know, I didn't necessarily think when I started out that I had an idea that create this community to make us all live longer. What I was more focused on was create this community to make us all feel happier. Because I know from my own experience and from having worked with a lot of people that as you feel happier um, and more supported, uh, you have a group of like minded people you can talk to, you're encouraged to you know, do these things, go on these adventures, maybe test your um, comfort limit, uh, comfort zone a little bit. Um, as those things go up, things like um, binge, binging, you know, going on to diets, you know, that sort of thing, those sorts of behaviours decrease. So the happier we feel, the less likely we are to be um, pulled into the latest diet craze. Um, so that was what I wanted with Fearless. And in fact, you know, from my own personal experience of being member, being a member of various different slimming groups, although I now look back at the um, advice that was given and the um, lack of education that was offered uh, and the whole culture sometimes was quite off. What I did appreciate, um, especially once I was um a mum with kids, you know, probably didn't appreciate as much before I had the children, but especially in later years of being members of these groups was I appreciated the groups where we formed a um, a relationship, a bond. You know, I felt um, supported by the group, not so much, you know, by the whatever organisation it was, but by the peers, by my other, by the other people in the group. And I think, you know, looking back, I think that, you know, subconsciously I was starting to um, value the group and being part of something. And, you know, that's helped spur me on to want to make this um, inclusive, safe space that we have created, not just me, we have created as Fearless. Any Anyone who's listening who is in any way part of Fearless, I don't just mean that you're one of my paid clients or that you, you know, just there are so many of you who are part of fearless who you know you don't have to be paying me any money i want fearless the the the, the ripples of fearless to spread far and wide you know even if it's just you telling someone about it and then them coming and listen to the podcast or reading something on my social media and you know for every 
hundred people that we can get to do that if one or two people come away from that um you know listening to that podcast or reading whatever it is with just a tiny bit of um a light bulb switched on and feeling a little bit better about themselves then that's what I want and like I said I think I mentioned it in the very first episode when I was asked the question what are your goals for fearless and I said my goal is that eventually there will be someone in every office every friendship group every uh you know club that will know what fearless is and will recommend it to someone who is thinking of going on a diet or you know feeling bad about themselves or their body or whatever and there'll be someone within earshot that will have heard about fearless and will just say why don't you just go and have a look at this so yeah that's my and this weekend only just served to you know fuel on that fire in my belly it is so needed fearless is so needed and what it what it brings to people so um and i've made a little uh, mention of um on social media of the fact that we have the rainbow run coming up um we've partnered up with rasselbock that's in june um next month gosh yeah next month so if you were a bit curious to come and see what the what fearless looks like and just to you know meet some people then you can that's obviously cheaper than a weekender you could come and have a little taste of it so go and look at my social media if you think that might be something you're interested in um yeah and, and just before I get into the the main thing I want to talk about today I want to tell you about two recent exchanges that I've had on social media which at the time because they've come this week when I've been at a low ebb um I have been ricocheting between being outraged and devastated by the content of these messages. Um, so as I've just mentioned, the rainbow run, I'm going to start with that. I had a message from um, a gentleman who follows me on social media asking whether men were welcome to enter the rainbow run or whether it was it just for women. And I said, oh, gosh, yeah, I hadn't meant to give any kind of indication. It's just for women. Absolutely. You're welcome to come. And we've got lots of men that will be there. So you won't be the only one. Don't worry. And he replied and said, oh, great. I wasn't sure because um, sometimes on your social media, it comes across you're a bit of a man hater. I was like, oh, does it? Um, so, uh, yeah, obviously I put him straight and I'm so, <laughs> I am really sorry if that uh, is the case. I don't mean to come across the man hater. I certainly am not one. And some of my very best friends are men, good men. Um, and I love them dearly. And I get a great deal from the friendships and the men that I have in my life. I, it's no secret that my personal life has um, not been well, yeah, it's just we don't need to talk about that. But so if I do share things which you might think, oh, it's a bit uh, man haterish, I apologize. It's coming from a pers personal place and it's it's not um it, i'm not writing off a whole gender <laughs> so if you're a man and you're listening thank you for listening thank you for being part of fearless and for um yeah being you being a good man and, and i'm sorry if i gave you the impression that i hate you i really don't i i love you very much uh and the second message was in relation to the tech and trainer exchange i sent some um uh, messages out to uh, a fairly standard message that I'd written that I sent to people who are involved with um, 
running clubs or running groups just to say, you know, could you put this in your Facebook page or on your latest mail shot? Yeah. And someone replied to say, how did I know that people weren't just going to accept a pair of trainers and then put them on eBay? And you know what? Until they said that, I genuinely had never even considered the possibility that that is what someone would do. Um, and I replied to him to say, I don't know that people aren't going to do that. But how can I possibly how could I possibly, um, you know, account for that? What do you say? I, I was, you know, and even now when I'm thinking about it, I don't know what he expected me to say you know was I going to mark them in some way not for resale do you know what if someone is at the point where they need to ask the tech and trainer exchange for a pair of trainers um because they need to put them on eBay to get the money I would hope that the only reason someone would do that would be because they are really in need and if that's what they need to do then that's what they need to do and there's I am not in any way about to start trying to regulate for that but it made me a bit sad that um there are some people that would that would be their first thought of other people and I understand that it might be because they've had some unfortunate experience of someone who didn't have good intentions um but yeah isn't that a bit sad that that was kind of the first thought they had about it and I don't know whether he has um you know, advertised it to his members or not. I've said him now, I've let on it was a man, it was a man. Um, I don't know. I, I I kind of haven't followed up the message since, apart from to say, well, I don't, obviously, I don't know that. I just have to hope that that wouldn't be the case and that people are requesting them for genuine reasons. But uh, yeah. So, yeah. So I just wanted to, you know, let you know about those two sorts of things. A bit odd. And yeah, again, it's another good way for me to get the tech and trainer exchange mentioned let me know if you need anything you know it's it, it will only be me that sees your request and it will be completely anonymous if I've got what you need I will just send it and you know no one will know anything about it so uh, please don't struggle if you if you could do with uh, not having to pay for new trainers if you you know just need a pair of workhorse trainers for getting the miles in then put request in on the website and if I've got them I'll send them to you you know they're just sat here now they want to run miles you know let them fulfill their destiny Okay, so now I've already talked 14 minutes and I haven't got to the nitty gritty of it yet, but it's not a massively long one today. And actually, if you read my blog, part of what I'm going to do today is I'm going to read out a blog that I wrote last year and then I'm going to talk a little bit about it. And it remains my most read, most commented on blog that I've ever written. And I think I've read this morning while I was getting ready for this today and I've read it again this morning. I'm, I'm proud of it. I am really proud of it. And I trot it out often when I'm talking to clients, you know, particularly if it's a new client who hasn't been with me for a while. I'll send them the link and I'll say, just go and read this. Um, and I know from the feedback that I get that it has been of value to a lot of people. So I'm going to read it. It's called Sticks and Balls. And obviously I'm going to call up this podcast the same because, I mean, it's just the most brilliant name really I had a moment of brilliance when I wrote it um and it gets people to click it's clickbait I addressed that in the first bit of the blog so right I'm going to read okay six symbols okay I admit the title of the post is the blogging equivalent of catfishing for that I apologize but you're here now and I hope that once you've read what I have to say you'll forgive me for the clickbait tactics 
I hope there will be something here which resonates with anyone who's ever felt overwhelmed, with anyone who's ever felt they ought to be doing more, and with anyone who's ever felt that they're not enough. I hope by the time you finish reading, you will feel reassured that you are enough right now, exactly as you are. Let's start by talking about balls. I want you to tot up the number of balls you're juggling right now, today, in this moment. Write them down if you need to, or just make a mental note. I'd hazard a guess some of the balls might look a bit like this. Children, the key thing alive of. Children, homework, clubs, after-school activities, play dates. Domestic, including laundry, shopping, cooking, cleaning. Professional, your business, career, work relationships. Other relationships, that's your friendships, parents, romantic partners. Physical, exercise, running, that gym membership you're not using. And that's not even taking into account trying to drink enough water, eat some vegetables, attempts to read your book or write in your journal. It's a lot and it's every single day. Once the list of balls is made, the next step is deciding which balls are glass and which ones are plastic. On the days it all feels too much, all that matters is that you keep hold of the glass balls. The plastic ones can fall to the floor and roll into the corner for now. They'll be fine there. You can pick them up in a day, in a week, in a month. You can leave them there until a safe pair of hands comes along and offers to hold your glass balls for a little while whilst you retrieve some of the plastic ones. At different times in your life, different balls will be glass and therefore undroppable. But you have the power to decide which ones fall into which category. And you have the power to swap those balls back and forth as often as you need. In November 2021, I threw my whole life in the air. At that moment, my glass balls were my girls and fearless. So I caught them, wrapped them up in love and kept them safe. Running rolled away into the corner and it sat there pretty much undisturbed for four months. I picked it up, had a little look at it now and then. But there just wasn't room in my hands to hold on to it for longer than an hour or two. My glass balls were taking up all the space. And you know what? My little plastic running ball was fine. Just like the socialising ball, the cooking everything from scratch ball and the need to post every day on social media ball. They sat on the floor quite happily and life went on. And in the time those plastic balls were on the floor, I grew a bit stronger. Unburdening myself a bit meant that I could focus my energies on just a few things and seeing them thrive gave me confidence and strength. At the beginning of this month, March 22, I felt like I finally had the space in my hands to pick my training back up. And because the time is right, it feels really good. Don't get me wrong, the running itself feels pretty dreadful at times. But because I'm in a stronger place, I feel prepared to deal with the struggle of a difficult run. Knowing that it will benefit my fitness and knowing how good it will feel when I conquer it almost makes the struggle enjoyable because it's a managed struggle. It's one that I have chosen to partake in and one which I am in control of. I've had so many tough conversations with coaching clients about their relationship with their training and their plan. And whilst everybody's situation is different, for most of us, running is something which brings us joy. Yes, it also brings feelings of frustration, exasperation and occasionally outright loathing. But for the most part, it's our hobby, the thing which is meant to be the antidote to the stress in our life. Of course, for some of us, there are times in our life where running and training becomes a glass ball, a glass ball which you will fight to keep hold of at all costs. And you shouldn't feel any sort of guilt about that. As I mentioned earlier, they're your balls. You have the power to choose. It could be during a marathon training cycle. It must be, might be whilst you're undertaking couch to 5K or whilst you're desperately chasing that sub two hour half. But what I hope irrespective of how big your goal might be, is that you don't ever allow your training to become another stick to beat yourself with. There are already more than enough sticks. The desire to be successful in our jobs, to raise well-balanced, independent children who can speak several languages and play at least one musical instrument, 
to reduce our impact on the environment, to stay informed about current affairs, to do enough for our ageing parents and support our friends through hard times. Every single day, we choose our weapon, we pick our stick. stick. Often the selection process is influenced by social media, comparing our overflowing laundry baskets and chicken nuggets and chips to someone's carefully cultivated Instagram life. Before we even get out of bed in the morning, our newsfeed has practically put the stick in our hands. Let movement, exercise, walking or running be the opposite. Let it be your time to pop your glass balls down somewhere safe, to leave the sticks lent up against the wall. Let it remind you that you are enough, exactly what you are, right now. It might mean some serious brain retraining because one of the sticks I'm asking you to leave behind is the comparison stick. Comparison to others and unhealthy comparison to previous versions of yourself. It might mean resetting your Garmin. It might mean running without a watch. It might mean running with the sole aim of reminding yourself that it brings you joy. My training plans feature lots of conventional runs, intervals, tempo sessions, hill reps, for example. But they also often feature muddy feet challenges, find a new trail challenges or instructions to run at sunset. Because what matters is that you love it, that it brings you joy and that it gives you time to remember that you are enough. OK, so obviously the date's way out because I mentioned March 22 in there and it was at a time that I had for the first time since my marriage ended been able to keep up any kind of um, training. And actually, since then, obviously, another year's passed and it's been up and down. There have been times when I've been able to get a bit of consistency in my training and other times when it's just had to be left alone again. Um, and it's really hard to um, give yourself enough grace to not give yourself a hard time about that. Um, and one of the reasons I chose to read that out today is because this month or May, what I've asked fearless members to do, and not just fearless members, anybody who follow, anybody can get involved. Um, we often have a monthly chat. Well, we always have some sort of monthly challenge and they are not all related to exercise. You know, sometimes we have photo scavenger hunts. We have, um, I challenge people to eat different things they've not tried before. Um, yeah, they're not, it's not all like, you know, the burpee challenge or anything horrendous like that. But the May challenge I've set is about, is to do with movement instead of training. Um, and I'm hoping it's really inclusive. It seems to be so far. I mean, we're only five days in, but it seems like everyone's really enjoying it and benefiting from that little bit of um, reframing in the mind about how, um, you know, movement doesn't have to be um, intentional it doesn't have to be in you know the time that you've set aside to run or cycle or whatever that actually you know movement can be something which you just use to break up your day which you do with your kids um, you know like you know children like to go outside to play and um, I think adults we could do we could stand to gain a lot from getting back to that mindset going outside to play and actually when I went into school last week um we were doing some practice for um I, I volunteer to go into school and help with the PE side of things and we were doing practice for sports day and as they were kind of getting ready I said right come on let's go outside and play and they sort of looked as if to say what and I was like well that's what we're going to do we're going to go outside we're going to have some fun we're going to play and we did um and I just think you know as long we can, if we can just keep them feeling that way about movement for as long as we possibly can so they have a healthy relationship with it and for those of us where that ship has sailed and you know we didn't have that in our sort of formative years 
if we can try to help ourselves repair our relationship with that movement, uh, we can gain so much from it. And I'm saying movement as instead of exercise, because I think even the word exercise sometimes, you know, I often share something like exercise is, you know, and it's a celebration of what your body can do and not punishment for what you ate, what you what you ate. I think maybe even the word exercise sometimes is uh, can be potentially problematic for some people. So if we say movement, hopefully that is completely inclusive. And I'm really doing what I can to make this May challenge completely inclusive. And it has been because we've got people who are doing it who are uh, already on quite a, um, you know, they're already training quite hard for something. Uh, so they wouldn't want to take part in a challenge which was, you know, doing lots of burpees or squats or whatever. Um, but they they have got time to put some extra movement into their day. And equally, people who are coming from a place of uh, just starting to um, wanting to move their bodies or, you know, they haven't been very well or they've been injured, then this movement is doable for them, too. Uh, yeah. and it's walking we've had dancing we've had a bit of yoga a bit of stretching just yeah so I'm going to keep that up all month and it, I really hope that it will have a, a positive um impact well I hope all these things I do have some sort of positive impact but I can already see five days in that this um May movement has come at the right time for a lot of people and that makes me happy and it's like I say, it was when I was thinking about what I wanted the podcast to focus on today. There were a couple of like, um, you know, it seems pertinent to talk about things which are actually happening right now, like the fear this weekend and the, the Rasselbot run coming up and that sort of thing. But also it felt like that Sticks and Balls um, blog. I wanted it to be on the podcast because there will be a lot of people who haven't read that blog. And when I just read it out. I hope for those of you that were hearing those words for the first time, um, I hope that it, I hope you've let those words sink in, what what I'm saying. And I hope you will think back to that on the days when the juggle is real. Um, what can I let slip here? Because, you know, what happens is in the efforts to try and keep all those balls off the floor you might end up dropping them all and some of them are glass and they you know you don't want to break you don't want to drop those um but some of them can just go on the floor and you don't need to be juggling them all i think often we set these completely unattainable goals for ourselves and you know listen i know that the, the people that are close to me are listening to this thinking oh harker going on because i'm the worst for it i'm the absolute worst for it and again i've made absolutely no secret of the fact that i'm having quite a lot of therapy at the moment i don't think i think that this conversation needs to be one that other people are comfortable having i well i had no problem admitting the fact that last year I needed to be on antidepressants I'm not taking them anymore um but I am having a little bit of help trying to get my sleep back into a um better pattern and I am having therapy and you know why do we why are we nervous to admit that I was nervous and my nerves I wasn't nervous to admit it because my social media portrays me as being this happy bubbly person I am a happy bubbly person I don't ever fake it. That is how I am. Um, 
And one of the reasons I realized I was unwell was because um, I was exhausted after being in situations where I was happy bubbly Laura and I realized I would come home feeling that those instead of when I was well those occasions would add to my pot you know last time I talked about having a, um, a jug or something at the beginning of the day and it's slowly trickling out throughout the day well when I was well um being in situations where I was surrounded by people, social situations, they added to my glass because that's the kind of person I am. I like to be with people. I like to be being happy, being smiley, making them happy and smile. But I knew I was unwell when that was doing the opposite and having to be happy, smiley Laura was making the tap on the bottom of my glass open up at full throttle and it was just pouring out of me. Um, and that's how I knew I wasn't very well. And I didn't have a problem telling people that follow me on social media about that. But I did feel like it would be some to people who are actually close to me. Um, I thought that it was would be seen as me failing. Um, and I couldn't cope. I, that I couldn't cope with being a single mum. You know that I couldn't cope with running the business. I thought that if I was honest about it to people that are, uh, you know, close to me, um, there might be some judgment. And actually, there hasn't been. And that is, you know, what we need to try and disapparate further is there. It's really, really, it's a really, really healthy thing to do to recognise when you need some help, whether it be in the form of um, you know, someone to talk to or, or some medication, you know, whatever, it, whatever it might be. It's really healthy to acknowledge that. And the more that we can make it the norm that we, oh yeah, I actually, I'm having some therapy at the moment because it might just make someone else think, oh, I've been, I've been fighting the urge to go and talk to the GP. Maybe I should, because, you know, it, it's, you know, mental health stigma is um, it's a long time to, you know, unpick things that have been a long time in the making. And I know it will be a long time before, you know, mental health stigma is completely gone. But, you know, if 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 I can help in some tiny way by being open about it um, and, you know, where I was going with this is one of the things that um, was, oh, I've learned a lot in therapy, uh, but, you know, some that, you know, you get some little kind of nuggets that you know will just stay with you um forever and part of what she picked me up on um and I think I've even done it in this podcast actually I think I think I did it at the beginning it, she said to me when you talk about your business she says obvious that you are incredibly passionate about um fearless and you know, and I am everyone, you know, that is easy to see for anybody. She said, whenever you talk about it, you always begin, you always hedge yourself by starting with the, oh, I know I'm really lucky. And I think I did it at the beginning. And now I think back, did I? Someone will probably tell me. I, I don't like listening back to the podcast episodes because I hate how my voice sounds. But I think I probably said it when I talked about the fearless weekend. Um. And she said, you know, why do you feel the need to have to say, 
that every time you talk about your business, your business, which you have worked incredibly hard to build. And I just sort of went quiet. And you know what? I'm having to remind myself about that this week. You know, looking back, thinking back, yes, I am. So what would be better would be for me to say, I am very grateful that this is my job and that I have been able to create a life that enables me to do a job that I get so much joy from. Um, but it's through my hard work that it's come about. Um, so there we go. That was one little little nugget of um, that she shared me with me. And then the other one that's related to this podcast and sticks and balls was she said, there has to be a limit. You can only set yourself on fire so many times to keep other people warm. She's right. You know, even if those people are the people who you love more than life, i.e. your children, you you know, um, if you're having if you are getting to the point where you are burning yourself out for them, something has got to change. You have got to have a look at the balls in your hand and find a way to put some of them down or get someone else to carry some of them. You know, I'm not in a situation where I have a partner who can take any of mine. So, but I do have the most phenomenal friends that anyone could wish for. And I know that they're there. If I if I needed to hand them something, you know, I'm not, not suggesting that I would, you know, I'm actually going to physically hand my children over to them. But I know that if I needed to, I could. Um, you know, not forever, but for like a day or whatever. So, you know, and that is the community and the importance of the community and why we are finding in these studies that community matters to not just mental health because you feel supported, but to physiological health, because if you are your mental health is poor and you don't feel supported and you are trying to be all things to all people, you burn out and the burnout presents as physiological symptoms as well as mental symptoms, you know, mental health symptoms, you know, so you you can't do it all. You can't be all things to all people and you shouldn't have to be. And if you don't have someone or a group of people who are your tribe, who are helping you feel supported then it's it is crucial to your well-being that you look to find that this is not some sort of marketing ploy absolutely not far from it um you know everybody already knows that i'm you know fearless is my business and and i this podcast has never ever been about trying to um recruit extra members for fearless because you don't have to be a member of Fearless to be part of the tribe. Uh, and there are lots of other places that you can find support. And I don't for one moment suggest that um, getting it from the Internet will be suitable for everybody. For lots of people, it is wonderful because it removes the geographical restraints. You know, if you live in an area where you perhaps haven't been able to find um, a group of like minded people or you know, people that you, who you feel comfortable with, then being able to do it on the internet through social media is wonderful because obviously your pool is much bigger. You know, you've increased the size of the pool of people that you are interacting with and you're much more likely to find people that feel like home. Uh, and that is the key to all of it, I think. You know, when you find those people, when you 
know that you can safely offload some of your your load um, and be supported, you know, and feel safe to do that, everything becomes a bit lighter. You know, when you can share it with other people, it, it feels a bit lighter. You feel a bit more able to um, give more of yourself to the most important things in your life. Um, and then, like I said, when I read out that that blog, when you see the things that you devote a bit more time to thrive, whether that be your children, whether it be your business, whether it be your training, whatever, that empowers you. It makes you feel good. It makes you feel more able to perhaps turn your attention to something which you've you know, left to one side, perhaps because it's a bit more challenging. You know that you you knew that you needed to feel a bit stronger in order to be able to deal with it. Um, so that's how it was. That's how this podcast, when I mapped it out, I hope it's all all the dots have connected. You, you know, community, sticks and balls, find your tribe. Um, and don't set yourself on fire to keep other people warm. You can do it temporarily. Uh, everyone, everyone does it. You know, if you are uh, the kind of person who is listening to this podcast because you're my kind of people. So you are the kind of people that care about others. You, It's inevitable that you do it at some point um because other people matter to you especially the people that you love but what matters is that you recognize when you're doing it and you realize it's not sustainable in the long term so you have some sort of um either people that are going to check in on you or realize that you're maybe not okay or that you do it for yourself and you go okay now that's i haven't got anything else to give at the moment i've just got to take a bit of time to get myself back to where i can be the person that you need to support you and whatever um yeah that's it that's today's episode um please be brave do something this weekend this week before the next episode um and be true to yourself and to how you feel about a situation a person a a challenge something that you're trying to do at the moment um be, be brave but be true to yourself that's what I'm going to leave you with this week and I will look forward to um well I look forward to hearing your comments because I really like it and people are people go out of their way to send me their feedback on the podcast and I really appreciate that um and I really appreciate you telling other people then then you know the listening numbers for a podcast which is you know in its very formative uh, episodes you know I'm so happy that it's reaching people you know hundreds of people and I really would like it to get to thousands of people um marketing is not my strong point well any kind of problem I mean I know I do marketing because my whole social media is marketing and I know there'll be some people one person in particular listening if she's listening who will be thinking oh Lord, you're doing yourself a disservice you do you do know marketing I don't ever in indulge in any kind of proper campaigns or promotion or anything like that it's all done solely on I just rely on you lot and you're all fabulous you know like it's just otherwise it's just me shouting aimlessly into the wind um and then yeah you lot are all kind enough to share it tell your friends talk about it and that's how you know from tiny things that's where fearless has come from and hopefully it will continue to grow and there will be be more and more people can get to hear something which might make their life make them feel a bit better and a bit more equipped to make some changes in their life to 
be happier. So at the end of the day, that's what's most important, how you feel. Okay, 40 minutes, bang on. Oh God, I'm such a professional at this now. Um, thank you for listening and I will see you all next week. Lots of love.